Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. For decades, milk has been fueling women marathon runners as the OG performance drink. And in the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers takes us on a journey of self-discovery as she meets several groups of empowered women runners to find out what drives them, what fuels them, and what pushes them to go the distance. And in the process, she learns that she too can be a distance runner. You can watch the series at runningsuckstheseries.com. And register for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. You're listening to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. I'm your host, Sam Sanders. So, last couple of weeks or so, I felt like I've been forced, against my will, to learn a lot about these two things. Bear with me here. The first thing is this weird, maybe totally made-up feud between Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber. It seems to all be happening on TikTok. Eyebrows are involved, and possibly Kylie Jenner and Taylor Swift as well. Yeah, it's a lot. Second thing, there's this reality show cheating scandal that is being talked about as maybe the biggest scandal ever in reality TV history. It involves cast members of Vanderpump Rules, and it also has its own name. It's called Scandoval, because one of the guys involved, his last name is Sandoval. Get it? Sandoval, Scandoval. Anywho, these are two bits of drama that I usually would not care about at all. But I can't escape them. On every social media platform I frequent, these two scandals are being discussed and investigated and dissected, and before I knew it, I was invested as well, not just in the drama itself, but also in why we all, it seems, care so much about these things that matter so little. So now, because we can, we're going to make you care too. Let's call this our mess episode, Just Mess, and why we can't escape it. Two stories of two celebrity feuds and what they say about us. To start, Selena and Haley. I got to say... I've been making into it for a while now, and I've never been more scared of seeming like a total elder (laughs) than with this conversation. It makes me feel old. It shouldn't. The thing that it should make you feel is that you have probably, like, touched grass at some point in the past week, and the rest of us that are chronically online haven't. Okay. Well, listen, I am so ready for it. We're going to make sense of the Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez, and everybody else TikTok feud. But first, I want you to tell our listeners who you are and what you do when you're not um, chronicling TikTok feuds. <laughs> um, my name is Dania Sawi, and I am technically a fashion writer at The Cut. And I just happen to also be very chronically online. The inside of my brain right now looks like 
that meme from It's Always Sunny with all the red <laughs> lines and the photos. So, and I, yes, I, have, yes. I have come prepared with notes because th- these stands don't mess around. They don't. All right. With that, go. All right. To understand this, we have to go back to when Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez got together in like 2011. Dating rumors were swirling. And then as the months go on, people see them smooching as teenagers do. And people put the pieces together and they're like, oh my God, they're dating. Selena, nice to meet you. I'm Justin. You're very beautiful. Maybe we can can go out sometime. That kicks off an on and off again relationship for the next seven years. And when I tell you... As a preteen and teenage girl, that relationship shaped my brain <laughs> and probably part of my personality really? that I will never understand. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, that was like my preteen Jen and Brad. Don't do Brad like that. And don't do Jen like that. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's the equivalent that we've got going on. And you know what? It kind of aligns because then, you okay. know, Brad goes to Angelina and Justin ends up with Haley. <gasps> oh, okay. Now I like that. Yeah. That's, okay. Maybe that's Now helpful. I get it. Now I get it. Wow. I get it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, so they were together. People were worshiping the ground they walked on. Their couple name was Jelena. And then six months after their final breakup, all of a sudden, Justin Bieber and Haley, then Baldwin, announced that they're engaged. Six months after. So that sent fans into a tizzy, a kerfuffle, what have you. And people were accusing... Haley Baldwin of quote unquote stealing Justin Bieber from Selena. And they get married, Justin and Haley do. And things are going okay. Like, obviously, there's mean comments here and there from the fan bases, but whatever. And during that time, both Haley and Selena made videos, you know, basically dispelling any rumors of hate between them. And well, this is the thing I've felt like for years that Haley and Justin were on a good path. They were like super Christians for a little bit, like wholesome. Selena was living her life. I've been loving her on Only Murders. She's had some bops. She is living her dreams. Seems like all parties were okay with stuff. But then a few weeks, there's this beef, and it starts with eyebrows. Eyebrows. It starts with eyebrows. This is me. I accidentally laminated my brows too much. My name, Selena Gomez. I have to say that everything I've learned about this actually has been against my will, but it's inescapable on TikTok. So Selena posted a video to TikTok saying she'd accidentally over-laminated her eyebrows. And then three hours later, Kylie Jenner, who was best friends with Hailey Bieber, posted a photo of her face saying this was an accident, question mark, question mark, question mark. Then she posted a FaceTime screenshot with Hailey that was zoomed in on both of their eyebrows. And... People on TikTok took those two pieces and ran with them. They sprinted, they ran marathons, they ran circles, and they accused Kylie and Haley of making fun of Selena for overdoing her eyebrows. And if that feels like a stretch to you, same. But nonetheless, it happened, and videos were going viral on the app. Mm, Are we shading Selena Gomez? Because it sure looks like it. And Kylie responded to one of those viral videos and commented and said, this is reaching, no shade towards Selena ever, and I didn't see her eyebrow posts, exclamation point. You guys are making something out of nothing. This is silly. And then Selena replied to Kylie's comment and said, it's all unnecessary. I'm a fan of Kylie. 
Okay, so it seems like we've squashed that, right? Wrong, incorrect. The same day, a video was circulating of Hailey Bieber allegedly doing like the vomiting motion when Taylor Swift's name was mentioned on stage during a show. And the caption over the video said, this is the real Hailey Bieber, a mean girl, a bully. And Selena commented on that video and said, so sorry, my best friend is and continues to be one of the best in the game. And the reason why I'm telling you all these little tiny, tiny minuscule details is because that's all this is. It's just a bunch of little tiny minuscule details blown into a massive fan feud. So here's the thing. At no point do any parties involved say, we're fighting. No. At no point does any other party say, I think they're trying to fight me. No. And yet, every fan of these women goes on like an internet detective case to figure out in what ways they are fighting. What does that look like? It looks ugly. I'm I'm just going to be honest and say that because in all of this, Justin Bieber happens to turn 29, right? His birthday is like smack dab in the middle of these fan wars. And Haley posted a photo of them together and the comments were so brutal from all of the fans. And I, when I opened the Instagram of hers, I was prompted to keep my comments respectful from Instagram. And I've never had that happen before. Wait, Instagram stepped in? Instagram stepped in. I literally took a screenshot wow. of it because I was agog. I, I was like, what is this? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and Haley... So, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, she's lost a million followers on Instagram. And Kylie's lost 500,000. And Selena has gained 10.5 million followers. So it's... it's I, Wow. All all of this drama is happening almost exclusively online. Okay. So I get why Selena Gomez is a person we care about. She's built herself a wonderful little acting career uh, with some questionable acting skills and a wonderful singing career with some questionable singing skills. But I give it to her. Uh, I don't understand at all with Hailey Bieber. Why do people care about her? Why? Why? So she is a quote-unquote Nepo baby. Um, she is of the Baldwin family. And she looks just like a Baldwin. It's scary. She, she does. looks like a Baldwin. She does yeah. She does look like a Baldwin. Like, you know, every magazine is like, oh my God, Hailey Bieber nails. And it's like silver nails. Or like Hailey Bieber brownie lips. And she's using brown lip liner. For whatever reason, either her PR is working overtime or these outlets are obsessed with her. They they have dubbed her an it girl and someone to look at and kind of just be like a, a model and also a socialite. Okay. So this fight starts because people kind of always assumed that Hailey Bieber was jealous of Selena Gomez's relationship with Justin Bieber and some posts of her and her friends about Selena Gomez's eyebrows made internet sleuths and super fans think that there was actually a fight. This has gotten so big that Selena Gomez temporarily left TikTok, then came back. I'm gonna be taking a second from social media because it's this is a little silly. What is the biggest piece of evidence? that super fan sleuths point to to say, wait, there's actually a fight. Uh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's a toughie. Um, it's, like, it's like all of these little pieces. The other thing is, okay. 
They think that Haley has been copying Selena to try and get Justin to like her more. Copying in what ways? Okay, you're going to absolutely cackle and fall out of your seat, but I guess they both had cooking shows at some point. Hey guys, usually I'm the one learning in the kitchen, but right now I'm going to teach you all something. I guess Selena brought her Nana on, and then Haley also brought her Nana on. Nana, let's go pick out wine, okay? All right. And people were like, look at her. Yeah, Nana as in grandma. And they were like, look, she is copying Selena. And I was like, listen, everybody has a grandma. (laughs) And everybody's grandma has probably... How dare this other girl have a grandma too? I I hate her. (laughs) I know, I know. Okay, so here's the thing that happened in person. Justin Bieber performed at something, and the crowd started chanting, fuck Hailey Bieber. What kind of concert? Oh, gosh. You know, I really should have looked. They're telling me it was rolling loud in L.A. Okay, allegedly it was Rolling Loud in L.A. Now, if if I recall, Rolling Loud is a hardcore hip-hop concert. And y'all really talk, out, they're out here at Rolling Loud <laughs> chanting about Hailey Bieber as Justin Bieber is on stage? Yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Apparently Don Tolliver, who was an actual hip-hop artist, brought out Justin Bieber at Rolling Loud. Yes. Man. Man. So... There are people, and if you made it this far, bless you, but people who will say this does not matter. And they would be right. No, I wanted you to say it does matter. It doesn't? Okay, well, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. It, do, it doesn't, you're right. You've got, you, we've got two schools of thought going on. It does yeah. not matter in the grand scheme of things. If I hit my head and erased the last 30 minutes of my life, I would go on and be totally fine. Wouldn't think twice about my memory loss. But I think where it matters is the fact that two women are being almost forcefully pitted against each other. And I think that's the thing Mm. that maybe 10 years down the line, we're going to look back at and be like, why was this happening? It's the same way that we look back at like, maybe the way that we treated Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears. And Paris Hilton and all of them. And all of them and the way that they were pitted against each other in the tabloids. And like, yeah, sure. Maybe they had very real drama going on, but... There was also just, like, a lot of mistreatment going on by the public at the time. So I think that's the thing that matters. Is like, why are we pitting yeah. these two young women against each other when if they wanted to have beef, they could have beef in private. But, like, people are being, like, unnecessarily cruel for something that people aren't even sure happened. This is the thing. It's like, men have beef all the time. Like, I bet you Quentin Tarantino has beef with more people in Hollywood than we could ever count. Probably. And there's never this level of, like, care about it. A lot of this does feel gendered. Could I even imagine two male celebrities who would have fandoms that would dig into a fake feud in this way? This kind of only happens to women? Am I right in saying that? I mean, I think so. Especially when so both women have, like, come out and been like, we don't have any ill will toward each other. And fans are still, like, lying. We're going to keep assuming you have ill will. You know, there's like a, a lack of ability to believe that there's no bad blood between them. Well, I also feel like the thing with TikTok, when I watch these like sleuthing videos about all the drama, the ability to edit video on a social media platform means that people can take this shit to the extremes. They can keep remixing and repackaging an innocuous thing until it means something. You mm-hmm. know, it's like on Twitter, you're just writing words. On Instagram, you post a photo. But on TikTok... You can maneuver this shit and, like, make it different if you spend enough time on it. Is there something about 
the capabilities TikTok has that allows a feud like this to fester as long as it has? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think in in part, the capabilities really come down to the algorithm. Like for the week that this was happening, I was actively scrolling away from every video that was related to Haley or Selena or Justin. And I was still getting served video after video after video about it. And I was I actively was huh. like, I don't want to be seeing this, but I kept getting served. So at some point, yeah. you're going to get dragged into whatever drama is happening inside of that app, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Well, it's also so interesting when I think about how, how this feud is happening for these young people. Listen, in my day, the rappers would actually fight. Then they make a song about it. Then they sell an album. Like, is there a way in which... Selena and Haley could actually capitalize on this and like, I don't know, get something out of it. Honestly. There is, there's a lot of people invested and involved. They could be milking this. What would that look like for the two of them? Well, they both have beauty lines. Like Haley has Road and Selena has Rare Beauty. Something absolutely iconic would be if they somehow came together and did a collab and released like a product together or a product line that kind of was a big middle finger to everyone pitting them against each other. And then they could both capitalize on it and, you know. And they should call the line, sorry. <laughs> oh, you know Layers what? of meaning there. You Layers know, of meaning there. They should call it Rare Road. Both of their beauty lines, <laughs> Rare and Road, and they're taking the Rare Road of compromise. <laughs> ah, ah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks again to The Cut's Dania Asawi for catching me up. Next up, all the cheating drama of Vanderpump Rules. All right, taking a quick break right now, but before we go, got a job for you. If you like this show and want to support it, we could use your help. Subscribe to Intuit on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly... Share this show with your friends. Truly, tell your friends about this show. It helps. Trust me, it does. Every little bit helps. Calling all female runners. It's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. My kids have had Pop-Tarts for every meal since the news, since Scandal broke on Friday afternoon. <laughs> my, my son's teacher wrote me that his water bottle had mold all over it. Like, I, do you understand? <laughs> my boyfriend wouldn't pay attention to what was happening. And I sent him upstate New York to build me a deck. Full adult people are losing their minds about this cheating scandal on Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. Usually on reality TV, all the scandals are manufactured. But this one was real. No one knew about it. Not even the producers, not the cast, not the fans, not even Andy Cohen. The Tom and Raquel saga has rattled America to its core. Quite literally, everyone has so many questions, including me. I had to bring in a New York Magazine super fan to walk me through all of it and tell me what, if anything, it says about fans and celebrity scandal. Tell folks who you are, what you do, and why you're obsessed with this scandal. <laughs> scandal of all. <laughs> I'm Alyssa Shalaski. I am a writer and author. I uh, have been with New York Magazine for a long time. My most popular column is Sex Diaries. And HBO just turned it into a docuseries, which I'm in and I help produce. And I'm, you know, I, I'm very busy. I'm, I have two kids. I was a single mom for a while. Like I have no time, but I always, <laughs> always make time for Bravo. Um, it's my Xanax. It's my <laughs> orgasm. It's my... <laughs> It's so crazy because the busiest people I know are the biggest Bravo-holics. Um, so it's embarrassing how much I know and how much I obsess. But um, listen, but that's who I am. Do not feel bad. Um, my new routine is falling asleep to Potomac episodes. Uh, <laughs> and every now and then I'll then have a dream about the Housewives of Potomac. So you are not alone. You are not alone. That sounds more like a nightmare. I love Candace from <laughs> Potomac, by the way. <laughs> so we're not here to talk about Potomac. We're here to talk about Vanderpump Rules. And I got to be really honest with you. The only thing I really know about Vanderpump Rules is that Sir stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant. <laughs> and apparently they're all up and through WeHo. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was trying to think of a good starting off point with you because I, I knew that you weren't like a, a totally up to date on Vanderpump or you, you know, yeah. you didn't watch it. Here's what I could say. I was listening to your podcast last week. You were talking about blockbusters and Top Gun. And oh, yeah. this scandal, the Sandoval scandal, Scandoval sandal, <laughs> scandal <laughs> is the blockbuster of all scandals to ever happen on Bravo. Really? It is our Top Gun Maverick because it involves <laughs> it involves three huge stars from Vanderpump Rules. Um in an affair that no one saw coming. So like okay. you might say to yourself or the listeners might be saying, well, this is like reality TV. Like, of course, all the men cheat and all the women betray each other and, and everybody's garbage and whatever. And yes, okay. But this one was truly shocking. It was not for okay. production. This was real and true and as fucked up and dirty as one can imagine. It, it was beyond... Okay. Beyond okay. one's imagination. Yeah, okay. So for people who have not watched Vanderpump Rules and don't know what that world is, how can we define the world quickly for them to know what it is? Like, it's not okay. a housewife show, but it's adjacent. It's a bunch of people associated with, like, Lisa Vanderpump bar and restaurant properties. 
Yeah. 10 seasons ago, they gave Lisa Vanderpump from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills a spinoff because she owns all these restaurants and bars. And it was of her staff who were young and hot and hooking up and, you know, causing trouble. Ken and I have two restaurants in California. Hey, hi. Bit of Lanka's where you take your wife and says, where you take your mistress. It got a little bit boring. Some of them got married, had babies. Um, and How it, the dare show, they? How dare I, they? I know, I know. It, it got, <laughs> I mean, I didn't start having babies until I was 38. Like, how dare they do this in their late 20s <laughs> when we still need them to be yeah. like hot, hot messes. Um, anyway, cut to this season. Tom Sandoval has been on the show for 10 years. He, I think, sees himself as... I mean, he thinks he's a renaissance man. Most people hate him. Every time I pull out my trumpet, it's an expression of my feelings. Well, he's also gone from like a waiter to like owning properties and has a band and shit, right? Like he became Uh, a big deal. I mean, in his his mind, like I think he owns one. He he does have restaurants now named after him, but I think he owns like 0.1% of them. But yes. Tom Tom has been open for almost a year now and it's busier than ever. What's his band called? He has a band. Oh, it's like Tom Sandoval and like the extra mores or more extras or like tr- Tom and the tryhards. I don't know. Don't go see it. No one's seen okay. him. We, we hate him. You cannot okay. support him. He's indefe- okay. What he did was indefensible. So he's been around forever. He sees himself as like a Harry Styles or like a Tim- Timothy Chalamet. Oh, but Tom he's- Sandoval and the most extras. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> a, right, band, Sorry. a band who he, by the way, like, pays to hang out with him so that's oh damn yeah i know it's it's sad which is sad i always kind of liked him most people have always hated him i'll tell you why i I gotta google him him. is he cute let me see um no he's oh he's douchey cute yeah yeah yeah. he's like zoolander (laughs) male models sort of um there's something I liked about him where I thought he was just a beautiful weirdo, right? Like he huh. sucks in a lot of ways, but like he's an artist. He is. He's he's weird. He's a musician. He wears boas. He kind of like looks like he's like slightly like, I don't know. He kind of like isn't afraid to paint his nails and wear mascara. Like there's something to me that I was yeah. like, okay, maybe he sucks, but he's like a little bit punk rock. So I always gave yes. him a bet, the benefit of that, especially because he had a good woman at home named ariana maddox who was also on the show and ariana what's her status in the restaurant empire also a server okay so ariana is by far the most normal person on vanderpump really she's grounded there's a plethora of really hard and horrible things that we will all go through in life and it's not always just about you 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 okay so we like her we like her. You have to like her. She's kind. She's nice Aww. to newcomers. Right. You don't see it often. She's human. She talks about her complicated relationship with her vagina, like, which is like a oh. hard thing to say on camera and a healthy thing to put out there. Yeah. I don't really crave like a P in the V sitch. Okay. Pretty much ever. Yeah. It kind of was like uncomfortable for my vagina. Oh, she has warm eyes. Yeah, Hi, Ariana. Yes. Oh, Okay. Another newcomer to the show, this ties it all together, like four, five mm-hmm. six, or six seasons ago, Raquel entered the picture. I feel like my pageant training has really prepared me to work here. Okay. And, I've never heard that one know, before, but okay. Well, because I greet my tables with confidence and with a big smile. She was dating DJ James Kennedy, who's like the resident sort of like 
a recovering alcoholic with a good heart on the show, Aww. right? Like yeah. hot mess yeah. with a good heart. I yeah. really like. I really like him. She was his girl, his fiance. In fact, they broke up. James is engaged to Raquel, and then they break up. They break up. Raquel was like whatever, nothing. Like she's really just like insignificant up until this season. Harmless, pretty, pretty. You know. Um, now she's single. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna. I'm gonna do long story short. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out Ariana's always been nice to Raquel. No yeah, one else because Ariana's nice. Ariana is welcoming. She's non-judgmental. She comes from yeah. a place of warmth. She's always been incredibly nice to Raquel. As it turns out, and I think Raquel was even staying with them after her breakup with James. What staying just, at sir, Tom, Tom and Ariana's Ariana's house. And okay. In, I don't live in LA. You do in Valley Village. They all live in Valley Village, which I don't know I'm, where it is. I but got to Google never, Valley Village. Hold on. Yeah, don't move there. Like North mm. Hollywood area. Okay, okay. So long story short, Ariana and Tom have been together 10 years. She's the best thing about him. She's been his rock. He's extremely volatile and emotional and crazy. But she, because Ariana stood by him, we were always just like deep down, he must be a decent man. Turns yeah. out he and Raquel have been sleeping together, allegedly, for the last six or seven months. All right, time for a break. When we come back, we'll find out whether this is the best or worst thing to ever have happened to Andy Cohen. Sometimes on these shows, there is cheating that happens, but it's like part of the plot and everyone kind of acknowledges it's part of the plot and it's happening. They hid this from everybody? Yes, and that's exactly why the world is like, insanely obsessed with this story. It's just mind-blowing. It's just mind-blowing. And Ariana had no idea. She was blindsided completely. How did it come to light? Apparently, they um, she saw a sexy video, a, a sexy video from Raquel popped up on Tom's phone, like a, 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 yeah, allegedly. And then also they were wearing the same kind of necklaces or some shit? I saw that? Yes. So now that's like the the last leg of the story is that like the production of it all, like this season has already been filmed with all these other love stories for Raquel happening. All these other Andy is mad. He's like, I taped this whole season. I didn't have this part of the plot. I'm talking about Andy Cohen here, the emperor of Bravo. I think honestly, he's exhilarated because there's never (laughs) been this much attention to any of his shows ever. And what they did was the season was wrapped. They reopened filming so that they could uh, sort of weave all of this into. So they're adding episodes to handle this new development. Yes. Like DPs were called in the middle of the night. Like they found (laughs) the money, they found the budget, they found the cinematographers, the producers, and like within 24 hours, all of these people were mic'd up immediately. Stop. So I think that's this the other is like thing. Bravo's Watergate. A hundred percent. Like all the pieces are coming together. And as you watch this season, we're now watching it like the FBI. Like it's like a Talmudic oh, study. So now study. we are watching this season, knowing that the whole time in this season there was a behind the scenes affair. So are people looking for clues in the season now? Big time. Oh. And as like by the second, even by the time we're done talking, there will be new posts and Instagrams oh and TikToks God. with revelations and clues. And it's really good. It's I mean, it's really not good because there is a real person at the heart of this who is devastated. And I, I hate this term like he stole her best years. I absolutely hate that term. 
but it's not untrue. She's been with him, Damn. you know, from like 28, I don't know how old she is, but like from her late 20s to mid 30s. Yeah. And uh, yeah. He, fuck, he fucked her over big time. And, Damn. and she was the best yeah. thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. So we are taping this episode in early-ish March. Things might change before this thing even hits podcast feeds, but what is the latest of these two? They are broken up. No one denied the affair. They pretty much confirmed it. So they all, Tom and Raquel came out with these really bad apologies that were Mm -hmm. like, both highly insincere and very much like PR'd, you know, like so tri- so obviously PR'd to death. Um, Raquel's apology really makes me mad because she's sort of blaming like mental health and don't go there. Yeah, you just cheated. You know, I never want, I'm careful. I don't, I don't like when they're like slut shaming her. That part I don't like. So, okay, I have a larger question about this scandal and another scandal. So we're, we're calling this just the messy episode because we're talking about this scandal and we're also talking about whatever the hell is happening with Selena Gomez and Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber. Mm. And this is the thing that I wonder when I'm thinking about these two scandals together. It's like we know that Tom Sandoval and all the folks around him signed up for all of it. Years ago, they signed up to be on a show, on a reality TV show about their lives. And so you feel a little bit less guilty about doing detective work on who's fucking who, right? Yeah. But it gets tricky with people like Selena Gomez and Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber. The more I think about it, the more I think that what we're seeing is a Bravo effect. When I think of what Bravo has done around celebrity, they have just brought this ethos of, like, NFL replay to the way we follow celebrities. When you watch these reality shows now, they'll have the same controversial clip and they'll play it five times. Then they have a reunion about the controversial clip. And there's this like, they, Andy Cohen has created this environment in which we're expected now to go back and sleuth over every bit of footage from celebrities, mm. right? Whereas it felt like when I was a kid, you just read People magazine or didn't and kept it moving. But there's something about the way this works now. It's like we're allowed to live in these people's lives and keep reinvestigating every part of it over and over and over again. Whether it be on a housewives reunion couch or in hundreds of thousands of TikToks about Haley and Justin and Selena. That shit does feel weird and new. Oh, definitely. And I practice it in my real life too. Like it's addictive, you know, like you come home and like every, you, you have an opinion on everything and like you're, you know, over and like some of these uh, reality stars who do things well are, are tough. Like they're tough ass bitches. And I find myself like saying like, well, that mom on the playground, she like implied that, you know, and I'm talking about it, like I'm in a, uh, in a Bravo confessional room, you know what I mean? It, <laughs> yes. Um, it's contagious. It's quite contagious, but I do think that there are plenty of huge celebrities who choose to not engage on that level. And we still love them and we adore them. Um, and we don't know too much about them and they're not playing games with us on TikTok, and they're not engaging with trolls or negative energy. So I don't want to be like, it's, they, they deserve it. Like Haley Bieber deserves death threats or whatever. Nobody does, frankly, but, um, 
Like they're rich. They can move to their own island and read books <laughs> and like listen to podcasts and do and make love and drink Negronis. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like they don't yeah. need this. So on some level, they are they are burying themselves alive. I don't want to come for them, but they're they're engaging. G- Jennifer Lawrence is not engaging. You know, you G- Gigi Hadid is not really engaging. There are there people. You go. So I don't know. I, I think well, it's true. Like they choose it. It's like, you know, part of me wanted to feel bad for Selena Gomez after she took her TikTok break. But then she came right back. It's like, it's- girl, if, if you, you you're here. <laughs> I hate when they come back. I'm I feel so proud of them and like I feel their liberation when they go offline and it's just like good. You is, you got out of this toxic relationship and you are on your way to wellness and you enjoy your money, enjoy your talent. Um, you know, and then they come back and it's starting to be hard to feel bad for you. They're trying to sell their cosmetic line. They got to be on the internet, right? It's like they they're making this choice. I don't know enough about marketing, but I kind of think they might be just as successful if they if they didn't engage. Do you think I'm wrong? Do you think no? Well, I mean, the biggest uh, the biggest beauty line right now in the world is Rihanna's, and she doesn't talk to anybody. Exactly. We don't know a goddamn thing about her. She stays home and, and has ASAP Rocky her. take care of that kid. We sure do. We, we, we sure do. We worship her, and and part of that worship is that she's private and she's elegant and she's refined and she keeps her shit together. And, and I think that that kind of mystique would would serve a lot of these people well. Not on Bravo; they are literally paid to be. <laughs> they got to do this. Yeah, yeah they are paid. <laughs> but to for be the Selenas and Haley's and Justins, you're right. They, they could. Okay, so I guess the conclusion that we're moving towards is that like the Bravofication of celebrity life and the TikTok nature of internet sleuth work has made it easier for online fans to be nastier with celebrities who put their lives on display for us. But at the same time, all of these celebrities could choose to live a more private life. So it takes two to tango, is what we're saying. Amen. Totally. Thanks again to Alyssa Shalasky. She's the editor of New York Magazine's Sex Diaries column and one of the biggest Bravo-holics I know. All right, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, Jelani Carter, and Taka Zinn. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hokeman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. And Hannah Rosen is the head of audio at New York Magazine. Listeners, we are back again on Friday with a brand new episode. Till then... Avoid the scandals or dig into them fully if you dare. Bye. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running. (laughs) But they choose to do it. In the new docu-series Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.